Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome to Overtime. It's episode 39. This week, put on your Sunday best, brush up on your bowling skills, and roll to avoid the dud. It's going to be Mystery Date. Oh, man, that poor dud. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. If you miss our last episode, definitely go check that out. It's when the gang and I talked about Mighty Max, the animated TV series. You can find that episode as well as all of our past content at datingourselvespodcast.com, on iTunes, Google Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. I find mine in a pineapple under the sea. Oh, yeah. In SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> it's it's actually in Gary's litter box. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured you'd be more of a Patrick fan myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's actually that's actually the special sauce on the Krabby Patty. <laughs> Gary's litter box? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Got the extra crunchy seasoning. <laughs> anyway, we really appreciate our listeners' support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of those listeners on iTunes about our show. If you'd like to leave us a five star written review on iTunes, we would definitely love to read it on air as a way to say thank you. five-star review it's from sadly the same person as last time it says (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) well thank you no new written five-star reviews five-star reviews are always encouraged and be sure to tell your friends about dating ourselves if you haven't left one yet be a pal and do us a solid by leaving your own five-star review on itunes today do it I'm a little bit sad because where you wrote in the outline, pause for dramatic effect, I thought that was someone's username, and I totally thought that that was a sweet name. (laughs) That would be a pretty good name. I might have to use that for some of my (laughs) online personas in the future. There you go. (laughs) But anyway, let's get this started. This week, I'm going to be leading a discussion on Tinder. Whoa. Wait, no. Whoops. Sorry. Tinder the board game. <laughs> Tinder the board game, formerly known as Mystery Date, which was submitted by Telegram from the days of black and white television. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering if this should or shouldn't be within our repertoire, this game has researched many times throughout the years, including in your lifetime, listener. Ooh. Oh, listen to that. That was fancy. Well, remember, we will pick next episode's topic at the end of the show. It will be Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Wow, (laughs) coming out of the megaphone. (laughs) (laughs) It will be me and Dick Tracy, the movie, versus Brian and the Sony Walkman. That's the musical, actually. The, the, The theatrical production sony dot walkman fancy yeah we'll also visit our old friend the hopper of imagination to get another topic for paul so paul tell us about
So I don't know why, but when you just said Sony Walkman, I was picturing that Christopher Walken music video. <laughs> and now I'm trying to remember what the heck song that is. Like, I can see the video in my it head. It was uh, Funk Show Brother by... Oh, Fatboy Slim? Fatboy Slim, yep. Okay. In my head, I was like, it wasn't Chumbawamba, but... <laughs> Maybe? No? <laughs> Fatboy Slim, you are correct. It was Fatboy Slim. Thank you for clarify here, here to help <laughs> all right now on to tinder of old Ooh. middle school tinder um, no that sure. sounds that's that's that sounds gross <laughs> so mystery date is a board game from milton bradley released in 1965 wow really that's like caveman era Yes, that's when the cavemen are I cannot wait to see the uh, hate mail we get for that comment. I meant Captain Caveman, okay? And Sun. That's right. The game uh, should come as no surprise that it was marketed to girls between the ages of 6 and 14. I'm sorry, 6 is too young to be going on a mystery date. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I... I don't know why, but the fact that, you know, ages 6 to 14 bothers me. Well, you gotta, well, you gotta teach them when they're young, you know? To avoid the was, dud. It was definitely a uh, different era. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they were actually going on a date. True, but... Well, we'll get into why I have problem with this as we continue. But uh, the game was reissued in 1970... Uh, 1999 and 2005. Hmm. I so did mis- not know that. Mystery Date can be played with two, three, or four players. And essentially, the game is you are trying to acquire a desirable date while avoiding the dud. That's right. Um, each of these dates are depicted by a card that is hidden behind a you know little door that looks almost like the Twilight Zone intro. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Does. it? <laughs> I don't know if you've watched any of the old black and white commercials, but you could totally put Rod Serling's voice in the commercial and it would take on a totally different meaning. Now, if you watch <laughs> The Twilight Zone to the tune of Mystery Date, like, Twilight Zone, <laughs> da, 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 da. Twilight Zone, you know, <laughs> might be kind of cool. <laughs> I'd like it. I like it. <laughs> You might be onto something, Brian. <laughs> so, like I said, it is uh, the original dates that came with the game that would appear behind the door. There were five possible. There was the formal dance date because you know everybody wants a uh, nice date for prom. The bowling date, the beach date, and the skiing date, mm-hmm. and of course the dud. All of these were, you know, like stereotypical clip art of someone that you would picture on Leave it to Beaver doing any of these things. Right. You know, the bowling shirt, the uh, tuxedo, uh, the ski suit, and then there was the dud. The dud has had a few different depictions over the years. But most of them look like Adam with his shirt untucked. (laughs) 
Just kidding, Too buddy. Too mean. <laughs> Too mean. <laughs> but my favorite is the dud because the all the iterations of the dud look like someone you might find on Tinder now. So the original <laughs> iteration, uh, the guy had like baggy yellow pants, a t-shirt, and a beard. Ooh. <laughs> so... I, I literally believe that this is someone that, you know, you would find now. I'll say it sounds like my old roommate, and I would not consider him a dud by any means. <laughs> it sounds like everybody's old roommate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the card was placed behind the door, and you rotated a knob to make a different guy appear. It was kind of like a spinning wheel thing. And as you went around the board, uh, so you would roll, land on a space, and then the uh, space would give you an action. Either like collect a card, open the door, discard, etc., and your goal was you were trying to collect clothing cards to match your desired date. So if you were going for the bowling date or the formal dance date, then you were trying to find that attire. Sure. Uh, so like if you were going on the skiing trip, for example, you would need to yeah. have like the the winter jacket, the gloves and like the skis, I think is what the three things were. And, yep. yeah, and you make a four. You need to come up with a four part match. And if you, and then once you land on the open the uh, open the door spot on the board, then you open the door. If the items do not match, your cards go back to your hand. But you can uh, you can fall on a discard and then have to start over. And you can actually select cards from the discard pile or from the regular pile. So it's it's more advantageous to pull from the discard pile because at least for the top card, you know what you're getting. Right. That makes sense. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you if you draw the dud, that would result in you having to lose all your cards too, correct? That is true. The dud is a the dud is an automatic discard. Right. Whereas if you had all the skiing equipment, but then you got the bowling date, it's like, oh shoot, I didn't win yet. But right. I, but you, you get just, to keep going. You get to keep going. I get it. That's I'm picking good. up what you're putting down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all the bowling stuff. <laughs> I think that's really interesting because in the later iterations, I don't think bowling made the cut. It did, at least in the... So the one of the... There was not a new iteration per se, but in 1965, they came up with a groovy edition uh, that came in a white box, and it was an upgrade to the artwork leading into the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they pretty much threw all that out and repackaged it in 1970. Between the release and then the reissue where they changed some of the items... Um, like in the 1970s, uh, the picnic date replaces the bowling date, but then right. he came back in 2005. Gotcha. That's what I must be thinking of then is that, that middle one where there was a picnic instead of bowling. Gotcha. Yep. So the 1999 reissue, which is probably what some of us think of when we think of the game, is vastly different than all of the other iterations. They added a telephone instead of the door. And it's very similar to Electronic Dream Phone. I don't know if you guys remember the commercials or have played Electronic oh, Dream Phone or Mall Madness. Mall I Madness. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Mall Madness would be very similar, although a little bit beforehand. But uh, essentially, rather than open the door, you pushed a button on the telephone and then you, you know, heard the voice. You were calling a dating line to ask a boy out on a date and then you would either get, you know, the date or. Or the dud. Or the dud. Now, 
was the was the bad card always the dud or is that something that changed over time too as far as i know it was always the dud at least in the iterations of the game that i've looked at but there was no stud because i feel like that's a missed opportunity to have like the dud you should have the stud too i don't know <laughs> you should have worked for the parker brothers or whoever came out with milton bradley <laughs> Milton Bradley, that was. I was going to say so Tonka, I was way off. <laughs> it should come as no surprise that the game has been called sexist over the years and has been put down as a you know point in time that we shouldn't necessarily, necessarily return to. But equally as much, a lot of people that have spoken out about it have also said that they really enjoyed playing the game. And to be honest, the gameplay is simple enough. I think I would even enjoy playing it as a board game. Yeah. I, I, I just don't like the fact that we're, you know, trying to teach six-year-olds that their primary goal should be looking for an adequate date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and ultimately, that's like, true. the thing about it is that you're not even looking for, like, the person that would be the date. It's like, you have to find the right accessories to make yourself right. even possibly eligible for this date. Which I think is kind of weird, too. It's like, oh, man, I really like this guy who's really into, you know, bowling, but all I got is beachwear. Oh, nuts. I guess I guess I'm going to have to settle for the beach guy. <laughs> Which we all know that's that's how it really goes. You know, everyone settles for the beach guy when they have their heart set on bowling, man. <laughs> I'm all for the picnic date myself. I mean, if you really want to get to know someone, take them to the middle of nowhere because that's not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, what's the worst that could happen there? Well, well if it were me, you'd run out of gas. <laughs> well, you never know. She, she might invite her family and then you'll have ants at a picnic. Uh... Uh... <laughs> for all of you on the East Coast, that's aunts at a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> The book Timeless Toys, I think, uh, summed up the game best as describing it as the result of crossing Barbie and all of her high fashion glory with 1965's biggest game show, Let's Make a Deal. Calling an example of a simple yet ingenious quality typically associated with Marvin Glass is now to be considered one of the most sought after games of the 1960s. Yeah, apparently in a lot of the research I was doing, if you have an original print version of this game, it's worth some buku bucks at toy shows. And really? just recently, Adam and I were at a toy show and I did actually see a couple of Mystery Day games. I don't know which wow. print they were in, but they were definitely quite dated, and it's it's definitely getting circulated. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Michelle Stala of the New York Times has been quoted to say that the game's premise is politically incorrect, but retrospectively heartwarming. And I... That's kind of what I'm saying is I could see this. If this is a game that you played as a child, you know, as part of the times, I could definitely see it being nostalgic. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things looking back on that literally come out that way, you know, like it seems like there's a lot of things. That right. Way. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of things that back then, you know, were rather innocuous and not really that big of a deal nowadays would you know, spark a lot more debate, those particular sure, topics. Sure. Yeah. Have either of you uh, actually played the game? Mm -mm. I don't think that I have, honestly. I don't think I even knew anybody that owned the game. Like, I don't think I ever actually saw, the a, like, a physical version of the game in person. And I, I, I'm kind of the same way, but 
I know exactly why I'm aware of the game. And I'm just kind of curious if you guys have the same pop culture reference. In the movie The Santa Claus, Tim Allen's ex-wife, who played Charlie's, you know, Charlie's mom. I can't think of the character's name, but the the boy from the movie The Santa Claus, when they were, you know, talking about like when they stopped believing in Santa Claus. And uh, it was when she didn't receive her mystery date game. And then at the end of the movie, uh, as Santa's leaving and he comes back and he gives each of them a present, uh, hers is the mystery date game. Yeah. And for me, I think that was my first exposure to mystery date. Yeah, I think so, too. I would I would agree. And then uh, and then the new stepdad got his weenie whistle. Um, Yep. (laughs) Yeah. The Oscar by weenie whistle. But I think my first exposure was with the um like the mystery date version that came out in 99 with the electronic phone. Yes. You know, we had family members, uh, cousins and stuff like that, that would play that game. So I definitely have seen that in action may have played it once or twice on like Thanksgiving or something like that, but I can't really remember. And I definitely have not played any of the earlier versions, especially the 65 version, but I definitely played a lot more mall madness though. That, that seems to be a game I remember quite vividly. And I'm hoping that at some point that's a, topic we get to discuss but yeah as much as mystery date is only a game that could have originated in the 60s and then carried forward mall madness is a game that could have only originated in the 90s oh absolutely yeah <laughs> especially now that malls seem to be closing all over the place <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah amazon kind of uh <laughs> kicked their butt <laughs> now i might be i might be misremembering but I feel like, was there an episode of The Simpsons that had Mystery Date on it? I thought so, too. And I'm fairly confident that there was there was a Malibu Stacy iteration that Lisa wanted yeah. for Christmas. And I could not find it. But I'm glad that you said that, because I vaguely remember that as well. But I could not place it. Okay. Yeah, because uh, like, once you said the Malibu Stacy thing, it like kind of sparked even more familiarity yeah. with it. So I feel like there probably was an episode where they had something along the lines of Mystery Yeah, and it was like a Malibu Stacy, it was a Malibu Stacy iteration of it and then the dud was the guy from the movie theater. <laughs> yep. That does sound yeah. really familiar. Yep. As you guys yeah. have both pointed out in many past episodes, Simpsons did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Simpsons did it. <laughs> so Much like uh, Disney is taking over our entertainment lives, uh, Hasbro, (laughs) behind the scenes, has been buying up uh, rights and properties to old toys and games. Uh, Recently, they just, uh, they were responsible for the Bumblebee movie as they Mm -hmm. uh, reacquired the rights to Transformers. Uh, there'll be a new iteration of G.I. Joe in the works. Uh, in the past few years, there was a My Little Pony movie. And now they own the rights to Power Rangers moving forward. These so, are all exciting oh. things. These are very exciting things, but it's not necessarily a new phenomenon. Hasbro has been doing this behind the scenes for quite some time. And one of my favorite facts that I learned doing research for this that I did not know is that in mid uh 2000, they purchased the rights to most of Milton Bradley. And in 2017, they started to uh, produce millennial targeted versions of classic board games. Oh, um, interesting. 
such as Sorry, Life, Operation, and Clue, as well as Mystery Date Catfished Edition. <laughs> I, I've seen this. <laughs> Seriously? <Yes. laughs> I've not played it, but I've seen it at like Target and stuff. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine what a catfished version of this game would be like. So have you uh, looked into this at all, Paul? <laughs> yes. So the, ga- the game brings players into dating in a digital age, hence most of my Tinder jokes. By picking, swapping, and collecting trait and action cards, players will wade through a sea of weirdos as they search through online dating profiles. When it's time to open the door, the players will be introduced to a companion, and just like in real life, they might get catfished instead so essentially there are multiple iterations of the dud and you have to match more traits in order for it to actually be the person which i think is definitely funnier for sure but i think it also makes it a little bit more i don't want to say politically correct but at least a little bit more current because instead of like okay i'm gonna be going to the beach i need a towel i need sunscreen i need a bathing suit it's more like there's different traits that meet up, and they're hilarious traits from what yes. I've seen. Like keeps keeps ranch dressing in his bedside table, or you know, like <laughs> just just crazy stuff like that. And apparently, you need to get the three that go together. I think they're color coded or something like that. And then when you get that, it's like, oh, I got Dave. That's the right one. Yay! Or you get catfished, and that's yeah, basically the dud. You discard everything. But I think it's. From what I've seen on the back of the box, there's some really, really hilarious uh, traits that... <laughs> I do like yeah. the uh, keeps his ranch in the bedside This is the first one I can think of. I know there's other ones. Like, there's obviously a lot more because you have to match them. But that's the one that comes to mind. So they're all actually just that. That's the <laughs> It's actually not that hard trait. to match them at all. You just Everyone... keep getting that over and over. <laughs> now, in this line of games, and I would be amiss if I don't at least just mention some of the other ones briefly because it was pretty hilarious to read about. I think my next favorite in this series of games is The Game of Life. Quarter Life Crisis. In the Game of Christ Quarter Life Crisis, players move around a board earning and losing money as they race to pay off $500,000 in soul-crushing debt. (laughs) The subtext is student loans. Yes. I thought this game was supposed to be fun and not based on real life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why would I play a game that reminds me of my everyday life? What if they did the game of Half-Life? That would be so cool. <laughs> there, I, There is a Half-Life the board game. But if it was built on the same principles as the game of life, that would be <laughs> so legit. I wish I had a grav gun. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> the, you wouldn't want to be in front of me in traffic at 5 o'clock, that's for sure. <laughs> There are days that I envy you, Brian, that you get to take a train into the city and you get to, (laughs) while you're stuck in place for a different reason, at least you continue to move. Whereas when Adam and I go to return home at five o'clock, we sit in a parking lot for 45 minutes, uh, cussing and swearing and listening to bad music, while then we're allowed enough space to race up to 45 miles an hour before slamming on the brakes again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, I, I do have to say, uh, I'm a little offended that you said I listen to bad music on my commute home. <laughs> I like to think I have a pretty good musical palette. 
True, but if you're listening for the traffic report, then you're listening to bad music while you wait for oh, the traffic report. I never report. listen to the radio. Who listens to that crap? You're probably right, except me who <laughs> listens to the traffic report so I can figure out how to get home. That's fair. I just pretty much take the same route home every day, regardless of whether it's slow or not. <laughs> this is a whole nother offshoot that I could go down, but that would drive me absolutely insane. <laughs> there is nothing yeah. that I can't stand more than sitting still in traffic. That's true. Usually I'm just the one that will like, I'll go out of my way slightly if it means that I can keep going. <laughs> so I'll just like take other I will go room. more than out of my way slightly to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll go out of my way a couple like a couple blocks up or whatever if it means that I can continue moving that entire time even if it's not necessarily in the right direction. So I was thinking while we're talking about traffic, what if they had a version of mystery date and all of the date ideas were terrible. So one of them would be like getting stuck in a traffic jam <laughs> or like Helping the other person move. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's maybe, pretty awesome. Maybe a, accompanying them to the dentist office. <laughs> uh, I'd I sign like up them. for that. Meet- That's my ideal yeah. date right there. Take them yeah. to the dentist because they're not going to want to go out to dinner after that. <laughs> Meeting your soulmate at a uh, family reunion. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that means that the person is coming to join you at the family reunion and you're not actually meeting them <laughs> at your family reunion. This is supposed to be bad dates, so Fair. I'll leave that to interpretation. Fair, though. I, th- I feel like either version of that would be pretty bad. Like, a first date at a family reunion, even if it was, like, somebody that you weren't related to, I feel like that would still be a pretty bad first date. <laughs> true, true. Well, because there's so much gray area in that one, we can we can get rid of that one and replace it with, like, seance. I think that, <laughs> that would, be- would be a good one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you always have a Ouija board in your trunk? <laughs> you <Who> don't? <laughs> how do you keep in touch? <laughs> how else do you know how to navigate traffic? Because <laughs> you don't listen to the radio. How, how else am I supposed to ask Britney Spears' first dog for life advice? Who else am I going to get my life advice from, if not from her little pooch from the great beyond? <laughs> Well, back to other board games. <laughs> the actual version of Mystery Date, not my uh, my little cash cow I'm going to make right now. <laughs> well, the one last uh, from this Hasbro line of games that I wanted to mention, because this sounds like a blast, is they made an iteration of Clue. It's basically, I wanted to say The Bachelor, but that's not it. What's the movie where they go to Vegas and they lose the groom? Oh, The, the Hangover? Hangover. The Hangover, yes. I was going to say Bachelor Party, and I'm like, no, that's the Tom Hanks movie with the donkey that we can't talk about any further. <laughs> I was going to um, say. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to do something I've been dreaming of since we watched Bachelor Party on Betamax in your mom's basement when we were 12. <laughs> But uh, essentially, they made an iteration of Clue that is basically the hangover where you wake up and you have to figure out what you did the previous night. Oh, that's that's hilarious. And I don't know why, but I think that would be a great iteration of Clue. Because at least when I play Clue, we already drink. And I know Adam's participated in... uh, my iteration of Clue, where you do a shot every time you guess incorrectly. Ooh, ooh, my goodness. Yeah, we only play one game. 
I'm surprised you finish a game. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. I say I guess way too often. So, Or what's worse <laughs> is when someone guessed correctly, but the person read the cards wrong and you keep playing. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened. I like I like Brian's version of that just guess too often. Like even before the game starts, I know it. I know exactly who it is. Nope. I had a little cousin that did that like in the very first room they entered and were correct. And that's the only time in all my years playing Clue that that has actually ever occurred. And it has always bothered me. <laughs> Like, they actually got it right the first time? Yes, like, complete... It'd have to be random, unless they saw the cards when they were placed into the envelope. Maybe they stacked the deck for you. I shuffled. Oh, that's tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It could have been the Ouija board in their uh, trunk. I don't know. (laughs) Could be like Johnny Carson, too. Maybe they just put the envelope up to their head. Yeah. The gr- what was that character? The great... Uh, I don't remember. Oh, man, no, I can't great think. Great What was Something it? like that. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> you guys keep going. <laughs> well, I do I'm, like that idea for that version of Clue, though. That sounds like it would be pretty entertaining. I think any of these games would be entertaining. I just hate the fact that our generation is kind of, like, put into this, like, joke but it's also true, especially the uh, 500k of soul-crushing debt. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's Karnak the Magnificent. That's it. That's right. Yep. Not the Great Pooba. <laughs> Maybe it's the Great Pooh Bear. <laughs> if, it, if it makes you feel any better, Brian, I like the Great Pooba better. <laughs> Wouldn't the Great Pooba be the guy from the Flintstones that ran the uh, Water Buffalo Club or yeah, that's, I think it's yeah, society? The grand, yeah. That was the Grand Pooba, yeah. 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 yeah, the great, that's that's his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> he's not grand, he's just great. <laughs> he, he, has, he, he hasn't uh, quite achieved the level of grandiosity that he no. needs to just, just greatness, not grandness. Can we yes. get a mediocre poobah who just holds the door? <laughs> he has to set up the chairs for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it counts as college credit, though. <laughs> Uh, that actually reminds me of a uh, character from a really funny movie, and this is a little out of our range, but if you guys have never seen it and you like The Office or Parks and Rec or those kinds of shows, there is a movie and now a TV series called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's basically like uh, The Office, but for a vampire uh, like, co- uh, well, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't be a coven, but a uh, household of vampires. And there's a character who is kind of like that. Like, his job is to do all the mundane tasks at the house. It- it's I- qu- quite entertaining. I believe the appropriate terminology is nest. Oh, okay. So mm. a nest of vampires. That that would make At sense. least in John Carpenter's Vampires, the house in which all the vampires live together that James Woods had to blow up was called The Nest. I like it. It's very easy to remember. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, if you're ever looking for something entertaining to watch, uh, the movie features... Uh, Taika Watiti, who directed Thor Ragnarok and also voiced the Gollum character or whatever, the, the, uh, not Gollum from Lord of the Rings, the rock monster from Thor Ragnarok. 
And then uh, mm, Jermaine gotcha. Clement, who was from Flight of the Concords. And I've heard. Classic. Re- I've, uh, yeah, and I've heard extremely positive reviews about the TV show, which I still need to watch. Gotta get on that, man. Gotta get on it. Got Fair. it. So, you guys got any final thoughts on uh, Mystery Date? Oh, uh, no, nothing in particular. I was going to say, I, th- I think I've pretty much spilled my guts on Mystery Date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that wraps up that discussion then, folks. Now we're going to be moving on to some Nostalgia Coffee! Sorry, what? Didn't quite hear you in the back. <laughs> I said, Nostalgia <laughs> Yes, I have devised a trivia question for my co host to answer. Whoever is closest will get to lead their chat next week. Brian has Christopher Walkman. Wait, no. <laughs> Sony Walkman. It's a, so. It's I, Sonny Bono Walkman, I'm actually. I'm not going to lie. I actually just spit on myself from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonny Bono Walkman. <laughs> Trees 2, Skiers 0. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, Brian will have the Sony Walkman. And Adam has Dick. Tracy. <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> Gotta be clear on that. <laughs> you guys ready? We yes. are ready. Since we are talking about a game that originated in the 1960s, I would also like to ask a trivia question about my favorite superhero, who also originated in the 1960s, and much like Mystery Date, has been brought back many times over the past 48 years. Any guesses who this is? Batman? No. Robin. (laughs) 1960s. I have no idea. All right. It's Ultraman. Hey, all right. Oh, yeah. And Ultraman also recently brought back on Netflix again this week, which Brian has still not watched, which is another reason that I chose this trivia question oh. as a way to publicly shame him for not watching the new iteration <laughs> Humiliate, of Ultraman. shame. Just generally make him feel bad. So if you were not watching public access television in the 1960s, your first iteration to Ultraman probably would have been the Fox Kids iteration of Ultraman Tiga. Ultraman Tiga was in Japan in 1996 to 1997. It was then brought over to the United States, dubbed and re-released as part of Fox Kids on Saturday afternoon. What year was the U.S. release of Ultraman Tiga? Whew. Um, I'm going to go with 2000. All right. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go with 2002, Bob. All right. Thank you. Brian, as someone that recently disposed of an Ultraman alarm clock that they had held on till they were 14, I am deeply saddened that you are wrong. No! <laughs> Woo! Oh. In your face, Brian. What's the correct answer, Paul? 2002. Dead on! Oh! Look at you! On the head! I thought for well, sure someone was going to say 1997. <laughs> wow 
Jeez. <laughs> As a quick bonus point, that means absolutely nothing. When Ultraman <laughs> removes his limiter and grows to giant size, how long can he maintain that form? Go ahead, Adam. Four hours. I'm going to say three minutes. Brian, you are correct. The answer is three minutes. Adam, if it lasts longer than four hours, please consult a physician. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, there you have it, folks. Adam, Mr. Four Hours will be guiding us through the land of Dick Tracy next time. Boy, that came out sounding weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I still have... The Sony Walkman in my pocket, Um, not literally, just the topic itself, you know. Um, But now we're going to go visit the Hopper of Imagination to get a new topic for our friend Paul. If there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at our website, www.datingourselvespodcast.com. Uh, all right, so I have my categories here. Um, we are going to have three categories. In each category, there is a topic. Paul will pick the category, and I will provide him with his topic for next time. Are you ready, Paul? Yes. Does that sound copacetic? Indeed. All right. Uh, so your categories are going to be movie, TV show, or musician, music artist. Hmm. What was the last music artist we did? I don't know. Uh, uh, Foo Fighters? Foo, Foo Fighters, maybe? I think, maybe. Hmm. While that should probably be the appropriate answer, I am terrible at music categories, so I'm going to choose movie. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> Oh, this is a good one. All right. Paul, your topic for next time is going to be the 2005 movie version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Nice. Yeah. So long and thanks for all the fish. (laughs) (laughs) Don't panic, people. (laughs) We are going to cover Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, God. I'm so depressed. Marvin the Depressed Android. (laughs) Well, guys, there you have it. That's Dating Ourselves this time. Be sure to check in for episode 40 when Adam's going to be leading us in a discussion on Dick Tracy. And then future episodes where I'll be talking about the Sony Walkman and Paul will be discussing some book about stars and hitching a ride. So that was made into a movie. Thanks again for joining us on Dating Ourselves. If you guys like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. We've got got mail. In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at datingourselvespodcast, and we do the Twitter thing too at datedpodcast. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. Mystery date. 
<laughs> Take it. <laughs>